We are committing. It's happening. Oh, this shit. is the Greasy Conversation broadcast. Thank you so much. We're live at Jesse Ray's. Check it out. That's right. It's real. Yep. All right. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, Greasy Conversation. On location, our first on location thing. Holy crap. And we're here with RadioVegas.rocks. You want to remember that if you mention RadioVegas.rocks here or any other one of our wonderful sponsors, you can get all kinds of deals. For example, right now you can get 10% off of Naked City Pizza. They got that new location in the Cortez you got to check out if you haven't checked it out. And, you know, so mention RadioVegas.rocks. There's a sweet bitchin' event going on right now at Jesse Ray's Barbecue here. This barbecue has won all kinds of awards and stuff. It's one of those, like, quote-unquote hole-in-the-wall stuff things that's like Food Network status, where they take people here. Uh, people are brought here for that Yo, brisket situation. Guy Fieri has totally been here, I guarantee you. I haven't seen that episode, but I know he's been here. Oh, I think that might be legit. It's him or someone else I'm mixing him up with, but one of those celebrity folks did a thing here, and now we are too. We've got firefighters visiting. We just did the firefighter rush. You know, they they try a lot of food living in a lot of the place, a lot of the one place. I don't know where I'm going. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. But on the real, though, this place <laughs> smells fuck. We haven't, I haven't had any food here yet, but it smells fucking delicious. Yeah. No, it lives up to that. Yeah. Uh, I oh, you can tell. Up, yeah. We swung over here with Jay the other day, and uh, I got to revisit it again, and it's like, holy crap magic there's waffle fry situation there's like mm. a, a drizzle that's on the waffle fries mm. you can't resist jesse ray's barbecue again mm. btw i just checked in there on facebook mm. uh, don't judge if you're a twitch or a youtube person gotta check on in the book too sometimes anyway yeah all right let's start out with some kind of a start off a little lighthearted. you know how you know how we like to do yeah so over the weekend for some reason our good buddy jeff goldblum who is, he's kind of an eccentric dude, you know, in, yeah. his, in his personal life. Um, Bloomy gold. Yeah. So over the weekend, he just started tweeting and speaking out about recreating dinosaurs. Yeah, he felt like it became the time to really uh, voice voice about that. Yeah. <laughs> to get voicing. But what's like even funnier is like some of his, like a lot of his tweets are just quotes from his character in Jurassic Park. Yeah, he's become Ian Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> dude like i don't know it just cracks me up like he uh he just doesn't he seems like a really weird dude in real life yeah he's like made that a character actor like thing like i'm the awkward guy that says things in the wrong order yeah that i say sometimes yeah i think actually all of these <laughs> tweets that he made were just quotes from jurassic park <laughs> it's like it's coming true we're making them. yeah and it's like you know, of course, we can't do that yet. Yeah. No, um, we're genetically engineering human beings first in China. <laughs> hell yeah, super smart babies. If you haven't followed up on that, there's a new update to where, like, the gene that made these first genetically modified children uh, less susceptible to AIDS, this gene also gave them super smarts. <laughs> yeah, and it was totally... Supposedly, like, I think that's a lot of pressure. It might be, like, mild extra smarts. Yeah. Well, I don't think, yeah, because there's no way to know really in humans, but we know, like, that gene in mice creates, like, smarter mice. Like, but how can you gauge, like, a super mouse, like, super genius mouse, you know, yeah, compared what to if a regular a, mouse? Yeah, what if a super genius mouse is, like, really a, like, a evil, manipulative, corporate overlord mouse, <laughs> and we don't even know? 
and we're just making evil corporate overlords to right. rule us. Well, Children. Like, how do you determine that? He just like... Yay! Awesome, Mealtime arrival. Oh, you can just pop it down. Yeah. yeah. Any sweet. clear spot. Thank gorgeous. Thank you so much. Uh, Totsie. Awesome. Yeah, if you're we'll listening in. Oh, no, thanks so much. You want to wave? Give a, give a throw a wave over there. Hi. <laughs> Jesse Ray's barbecue is happening. Yes. Thanks so Thank much. You. Yeah, we're here for their Golden Knights viewing hockey time party. We're celebrating the hockey here and what it's done for our tourism bureau and stuff while not actually watching it right now. I mean, we don't have to actively look at them doing hockey to support the hockey happening, right? Yeah, grab a couple bites, and I'm going to talk about Jeffy Goldblum here because the thing is, I don't mean any disrespect to this fellow, but I think he's jumping the gun a little bit on like what's going to happen with that. Hold on. Let's grab. Let me let you look at this real quick. So it's just a picture of his face. But, you know, we got to be prepared to look at the next articles and all that. All righty. So that guy, his deal is uh, kind of <laughs> like okay, the argument. You scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could. They didn't stop to think if they should. That's like one of those things that kind of rubs me the wrong way in a in this way that like yes we should we should do everything that's not going to ethically create like a sentience or like someone that's conscious that's suffering as long as that's not happening then if we don't do it out in the open and take research uh, that's visible as long as it's not like brutal we're not like torturing the dinosaur souls we're creating or whatever then we've got it like an uncontrolled environment. It's not going to be that black market dinosaur situation that could get over with. Oh, and the biggest thing. Okay, here's the main thing. Here's the main moment. We can genetically engineer all the dinosaurs we want to as long as we just engineer one at a time of each type. Brontosauruses and T-Rexes aren't going to hump each other and, and overpopulate this island with freak dinosaurs. No, they're like such a different species. So and, and two of them aren't going to switch gender and breed either as long as we just be making one at a time. So I think Jeff Goldblum, maybe he's half right. Maybe we need to slow down our dinosaur making right now. But I mean, we've got to at least make one of each. I feel like people haven't watched Jurassic Park recently. You know what I mean? Like they all thought that too. Although they did create more than a couple. But uh, you know, they they figured their shit out and had babies with themselves or each other all at the same time. So, I mean, I think Jeff Goldblum's onto something. But I also think that that line is a quote from Jurassic Park. <laughs> I think that's the thing. But, you know, Jeff Goldblum is kind of like that dude who can just do what he wants, I guess. Because it's like, hey, I'm Jeff Goldblum. I can do what I want. If I want to just uh, make some weird or a food truck and, and sell food that has sexually suggestive names, I can do that because I'm Jeff Goldblum. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm with Waz, though. I think we should, uh, we should totally create at least one of each type of dinosaur, even the biggest ones, just to see what happens. You know what I mean? But what, uh, what would be your go-to dinosaur? Like favorite dinosaur, like the one you want to start with. Yeah, if you're if they're like, okay, you could clone a dinosaur today. Where you start? It'll be done. We'll just pop it in the little <laughs> easy bake dino oven, and it's done. Which one do you want? Um, you know, I don't know their names that well, but I'm telling you, I'm picking a little one. Yeah. Starting small, <laughs> because people think, hey, I want a name brand that's gonna 
bring a lot of attention. We need a T-Rex, get the kids excited. We don't need to get the kids in, this, in the research at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. this is going to be lab time at first. We need to start little, we need to start with one of those like proto-chickens. Yeah, that's what I was saying, like one of the, the feather dinosaurs. Yeah, I guess even though we're finding out most of them had feathers actually. But yeah. One of the really feathery ones that flew, the Archaeopteryx, I think it's called. That's what I'm going with, because that, that name just popped in my head. Even though that sounds like a Pokemon also, but... Well, it totally is a Pokemon. I don't know. I know, right? Yeah. Detective Pikachu. All right. Enough about Jeff Goldblum. Enough about that guy. What else we got on the agenda? Well. All right. Well. Oh, there we go. All right. Um, also, uh, in legal news, I guess, it's now ruled that flipping off cops is free speech. So, it's not going to... It's sign language. Yeah. Well, I guess it makes sense, because, like, they can't, like, penalize you for voicing your free speech. And it's not threatening. Yeah. It's not like you're going to hurt someone with that one finger. Yeah. I mean, you never know with some cops. (laughs) They look like a gun. Shoot them. Oh, yeah, they're like soccer players now. They just, like, fall over and grab their knee. <laughs> Dude, some of the, some of the like, cop shooting videos that are, like, recorded are really sketchy. And you're like, there's no way, man. There's no fucking way. Like, they have stricter rules about shooting people in war zones. You know? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. But, you know, Merca. But, no, in a uh, Sixth Circuit Court in Cincinnati. So, I guess uh, this, this chick got pulled over. And flipped a cop off, and then, uh, you know, he gave her a ticket, and she challenged it, whatever, and uh, he said, yeah, you can flip off cops. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, broadcasting from outside is uh, turning out to be quite a challenge. I knocked things over. Yeah. No, it's working great. <laughs> so, next thing, the article-wise, that you're looking at that I'm not pulling up yet successfully. <laughs> um... Let's see. Where do we want to go? Just give me a second here. You can have the second with this moment. There we go. Submarine of knowledge. We brought the submarine knowledge with you. Oh, I got it accidentally looping. Looping submarine of knowledge. Got a double? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this one, this happened in Arizona. Of course. Um, A woman uh, decided to climb into like a jaguar. cage at the zoo or i don't know what you go and yeah speaking of crazy animals enclosure speaking of megafauna yeah to take a picture she wanted to take a picture with a jaguar and uh why is like all of the the fox news that we get something like this person got injured in this hilarious way because it's all like local (laughs) because like the local fox stations are different from yeah yeah Hey, but, shout out to our local Fox station. I've had some good experiences with it, too. Yeah, I've been on the great. morning show thing before. Yeah, plus really all this cool. news is great. But, I mean, there have been stories like this in the past. They happen every so often. And uh, I can't really feel sorry for the people uh, because I don't know what the hell you expected to happen. Like, jaguars are big fucking cats, man. Um, and, like, you know, little cats will fuck you up, man. Just a regular house cat. If, yeah. it's, if it's fucking ornery. If they're way more dangerous than other things that size that are an animal, usually. Unless it's, like, a mongoose or something. Yeah, they're fucking... Jaguars are big. And, like, uh, panthers. Those are just jaguars. But, uh... Yeah, she got mauled pretty good. Um, and, you know, sometimes... 
we just need to learn lessons, you know. And if that's what it takes for this woman to learn a lesson, I say more power to her. I just realized what I'm eating was like off camera. Check it out. Look at this. We got oh, yeah. waffle fries, mac and cheese, brisket, ooey gooey. Hot links. Hot links on top of all of it. Yeah, it's delicious. And that's just the first platter they've splendored us with. Probably all we're going to need. It's yeah, two yeah, people's yeah. worth of food there. But, man, I've picked up food here a couple times and totally had the car filled with my uh, smell envy. Uh, smell envy. All right, so can you uh, break down the, uh, the Facebook outage? Uh, I know it happened, but I don't know much about it. You know, that's like kind of an ongoing thing in that uh, it happened. Facebook outage thing happened, but excuse me. Oh, okay. I thought I had one of those bubbles in the throat and uh, it just, it wants to hang out there. Anyway, all of the Facebook properties had problems simultaneously. And as of what I've read most recently, I don't know what caused it or what the deal was, but I can offer some like backstory as far as how this company operates now. This is a company, Facebook, the parent company of both Instagram and WhatsApp, which all three of them had issues the other day. Yeah. Um, longest outage that's ever happened on a social network since the term social network's been coined. And this is also a company, Facebook, that had the motto for the longest time. Who knows, maybe it's still an internal motto of move fast and break things. So they already have like a corporate culture of like, forget it, try it. Like, uh, if, if something goes down to something breaks, if there's an error or something, it's worth it. But the issue is all of that advertiser revenue that they're now not going to get. Oh, yeah. There's like millions that is not going to go their way for uh, impressions that they weren't able to produce, uh, results that they guaranteed that they can't uh, live up to advertising wise, that uh, they can't afford to make moves like that. That's a super bad look to investors and the people behind them that are not going to want to ride with them through things like this if they can uh, take their ser their service this flippantly and allow such an outage. But we don't know if it wasn't some unforeseen thing. We do know for sure. Actually, we don't know for sure, but we do know that it's been announced for sure that it wasn't a DDoS, it wasn't a distributed denial of service situation. At least that Zuck is saying. It, to it could totally be that and he's lying. But yeah, yeah, of course. He's pretty. He seemed pretty annoyed. Didn't seem like that. Yeah, it's working so good. Thank you. They're checking in with us. This is killer. This is such a great food spot. We're here at the corner of uh, Valley View and and Russell. Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell and Valley View. <laughs> Got kids peeping in the window. Everyone's wearing Golden Knights shirts. Now, hockey time has been so good uh, to keep our tourism and like local hype and like fellowship going on yeah it's i was totally so like good. everyone rallied around golden knights and that's delicious uh, super cool yeah pretty and beautiful they ass. Um, i haven't followed how they're doing this year but i'm not a sports dude so <laughs> as some people might know but you know yeah. more power to you if you aren't i turned yeah. you up a little bit don't be no. crazy okay no 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 <laughs> i ain't right. getting turned up nothing later on in just a little bit we got kevin killfeather <laughs> like I was so sure about his first name. Yeah. No, no, I know Kill. Old, old Killy, old Killy Feather, old Fluffy Kills. Chris Kringle Feather. 
Yeah, one. Uh, he's even been on this season of all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, you but know. Such a kick-ass guest. We had to bring him back. Barbecue hour. We had to grab him. So, But he's going to pop on a little bit later. And um, now I think is an awesome time to mention just a couple of our homies. Check it out. Yeah. Wow, that one is so much louder than the other ones. Just remember, that's the submarine of sponsorship. I want to tell you about... Uh, well, this is so funny. Jesse Ray's Barbecue is usually one of the first ones I go to. We're here on location with them. If you're looking for other food options, we're also big fans of Juan's Flaming Fajita and Cantina. They're another longtime sponsor. Juan's hooked it up. Uh, long time. Very good. Very goodly. Very goodly sponsors. And, of course, there is Pinche's Tacos for another Latin situation for you. We were just gobbling it up at Pinche's Tacos yesterday preparing a hilarious video ad thing that now um, jinxed it telling you about it but it's super funny look out for it I know you're shaking your head it's not not such a thing there's no there's no jinx in here there's just living up to cool stuff we say we're going to do and then we eventually do that's why I it. set really low expectations for myself <laughs> anything I do I don't I don't ever think it's like going to be an actual thing. That way, when it is, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. While we're on the edible sponsors, got to mention Cold Cock Whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, that's a killer. That's one that really goes down smooth. And when it's whiskey hour, it's a good hour that I have uh, with Cold Cock of all whiskeys. It's spelled exactly like you'd think it would be. And uh, they've hooked it up and helped us out a ton. If you could love them back, mention RadioVegas.rocks. You know what? Drinking cold cock kind of feels like a very sexy lady punching you in the face with a velvet glove on but lovingly yeah like she's lovingly doing it it's not like you did anything bad it's a reward for being such a good person that's what you get i love that a nice velvety loving punch in the face (laughs) yeah i love it so much oh man so You'd think it'd be more organized if we ate beforehand, but we're go-getters and we were running all around and uh, got it all set up. But I hope you appreciate that there are no eating sounds on my show. That's my (laughs) biggest nightmare. (laughs) I keep wanting to just go for it and full-on eat on the mic. I would, too, (laughs) because... Even when it's this delicious, that's like almost makes it even worse. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a crime. All right, so... You know, there's there's people out there who have dedicated their life in the search for extraterrestrials, right? Yeah, and I've seen a, them. And there's a few reasons why we're, we probably haven't and might not ever uh, find extraterrestrial life. One is, you know, the galaxy is just so large. Yeah, it's doing super good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, oh, he's stuck. Uh, Jay is stuck down the freeway. Okay. There's a crazy motorcycle accident on the 15. But we ran by the house, got everything. We're going so good. Just, Dude, Michael, you're the man. Okay, can I give you a high five on camera? Okay. Bring you on. Wait, wait, this wait, guy. Wait. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yep. Thanks so much. No problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, right. so talking about aliens. Yeah, so one is the, the universe is just so vast that we're so probably too far away. In between things that even for the data, even for at the speed of light, uh, yeah. the, it's, they'd have to have gotten a huge head start to get anything sent to us by now. Yeah, that too. Or that it's just been so long that, you know, and so far away that like other advanced civilizations could have 
existed, but they might be extinct by now. So we don't know. Can't confirm. Yeah, it could just be like dead ghosts hollering at us if we get anything back. Yeah, but another reason um, is that a lot of planets don't have the magnetic field that Earth does. The magnetic field is actually pretty important in protecting us from that big bully sun trying to beat us down with radiation all day. Yeah, we've really downplayed how much that thing blocks radiation from our sun because if we were further from the sun, we wouldn't be hot enough. If we were too close, we'd be too hot. But we're already too close for all the radiation coming off of, uh, off of it at us. It mm-hmm. hits the magnetic field. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. That magnetic yeah, field is that something that, like, uh, we're not even 100% sure of how it's occurring. With the, We think it's iron core time spinning around inside the earth or like currents of molten metal that get like an electro like a little moving moving magnety kind of thing you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> moving magnety but it's hard to tell if it's a planet we head to so hey say we head to this planet it's the right distance from the sun how do we know if it's got a magnetic field or if we're just going to be like well we still got to wear spacesuits on this place yeah exactly or uh, and that's also like what uh helps create the atmosphere and and keep everything like on the planet as well holy crap i had no idea it did that action too yeah and so there there um are some ideas are that like mars you know used to have water on it of course i think that's been proven now right yeah mars definitely there's absolutely rivers and they're for sure yeah it was for sure a wet place but uh and one of the reasons that it may not have water anymore is because the magnetic field um, dissipated or whatever happens to magnetic fields, I don't know. Uh, depolarize. What is it? Yeah, I'm running with that. <laughs> and then, so the atmosphere weakens, and then all the water just kind of evaporates off, and um, the planet gets scorched by radiation. So, you know, I really, really want to meet aliens, I think. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen in, in our lifetime, unfortunately. Well, the worry is that uh, the next aliens we meet might not even be. Um, made out of matter so uh, rather than travel a great distance in three dimensions the soonest we contact anything else outside of us or even get to some of these planets may be using another dimension because uh, this takes us to another article that that kind of ties into this but there is being patient with the slow talking But there's a new theory on time travel, and this is controversial in, um, this is UC Berkeley, was it? MIT. Okay, so here we go. MIT, this theory is by a doctor, but it's a philosophy doctor. Mm. But he still is citing Einstein and relativity and where we are as far as trying to bridge the rules of the macro world that we live in and and flow through and, and... mosey around through and the micro world where everything's quantum uh, electrons exist in a shell of probability rather than any one space electrons tend to act like a coordinates rather than an object we've got these particles with these quarks in them you separate the two quarks far enough and one just pops out of nowhere to be its buddy again is it pulling getting pulled out of another dimension that's the only thing that seems to explain some of this behavior so if we look at time as a dimension which i know is like not the newest idea there too but it just it all ties a lot of things together and uh if all times are layered on top of each other at once 
then the amount of time traveling becomes irrelevant except for degradation or better yet if all of this space in three dimensions if some of it is overlapping in another dimension we could travel through that dimension instead it could end up letting us pop out in another place in the 3d space that we know if we could translate that somehow i mean how do you do that well mankind's probably going to find a way to do it first with explosions because that's how <laughs> we first split the atom that's how we discovered the the higgs field was in the large hadron collider oh, smashing yeah, yeah. things and other things and making big explosions of tiny particles and that's like how we get everywhere so oh, yeah we just gotta blow up enough shit so my my overarching uh, strategy here for mankind to see aliens soon is oh man I was saying that kind of quiet okay look, it should be we should be louder okay so this is my strategy sorry if you have to hope I came in to give you some uh, adjustment time on your playback device okay here's the strategy it was worth the suspense we just get people really good at surviving being exploded. <laughs> so instead of focusing on the device that transports us, the, the pod or whatever, the spaceship, yeah, yeah, yeah. and where it goes, we focus instead on how we get uh, like a, a thing that we can put people into. You can call it like a, a pod or a structure or something. Just get it able to ex handle blowing up really well. Oh, you're this one. Okay. Does you hear your headphones better? Or did uh, I yeah, kill yeah. you? Okay. I'm blasting you, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah I had to turn... It up That's over good. here and down over here. We're learning. We're remote learning. So we just, okay, so we make this thing, this spaceship, and we don't worry about propulsing, propulsing, propulsing. We don't worry about pushing it around much. We just worry about making it able to handle blowing it up. And that way, uh, when we finally can push something into another dimension, it'll probably be through some crazy giant explosion. Probably, I'm going to guess it's a cis lunar explosion. I don't know if y'all heard <laughs> <No>. of <laughs> things like that. There's there's cisgendered things, there. But there's also the, a future cis lunar economy. That's what they're going to call the economy based on hauling stuff between the Earth and the Moon, whether it's ores we mine from the Moon, or whether it's uh, things that trinkets that we send to the Moon for gift shops and for the people that are outposting there kind of like the old sears robot catalog but for stuff going to the moon so there's going to be that and maybe somewhere along that space or just outside of it or near the asteroid belt somewhere in our in our little solar system i know there's some dead space that we could blow up something to send it interdimensionally just like a really big explosion so much that just like pushes this pod into another dimension that's that's the best i got <laughs> yeah i would think you'd have to uh we go like the sphere route. Yeah. Uh, and just like Michael Crichton sphere. Go Shout out. Go a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> and end up at the bottom of the ocean 500 See, years ago. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the, that that, uh, that um, black hole situation, that's like hella explodey. Uh, black holes like after all the exploding has exploded as much as something can explode. To where yeah. it's just like, oh, we're, now we're making lead, and it's too big to continue fusion, <laughs> and that's that's the the death of a star. Is you know, a little quick knowledge moment here. What happens in there with the stuff inside a star is the molecules that are created when two fuse. There's all this fusion, right? It's nuclear fusion over and over again, a cycle of it, and 
as things keep fusing, you get bigger and bigger elements until eventually you get to lead. And lead's such a big, heavy element that the star collapses in on itself. And, oh, I can see why you thought your headphones were so loud. I wiggled my headphones cable, pushed it in all the way, and now mine are nice and toasty. So I just the oh, thought yeah. you, I thought you had the same volume, and I was like, killing you yeah, with you your were. headphones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, he likes it like this because I do. I'm actually deaf, and I'm just lip-reading <laughs> what Waz is saying by not yeah. looking at him. That's where we're at. Yeah, well, another thing about this this theory is that it kind of indicates that, like, uh, time isn't linear how we think it is. Um, and it's it could be that everything is already happening. Yeah, which then leads to arguments about free will. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, I think you should make your decisions as if you fully have free will. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, because, like, you wouldn't know if you didn't have yeah. it, right? Like, Might as well live free, you know? Yeah. I don't <laughs> think we, I think we, like, have half free will. Yeah, I really feel hybridy about it, too. Yeah, like, I mean, because everyone's had those days where you just end up doing something, or you're, like, on your way home from work, and then you just end up with, like, a 12-pack in your car, and you're like, well, I didn't yeah. really want a 12-pack, but I guess I got to drink it now. Yeah, and how free-willy is that moment? Yeah, that's not free-willy at all. <laughs> free-willy. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a measure, a system of measurement now. Yeah. That's how free, how much, free willy something is. How much free will you have? I love it. Yeah, we're going to have, like, uh, what's our unit of free will if there's, like, free williness? Or, like, it's a, I'm feeling 18 willies right now. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, it's just got to be one. I mean, I guess orcas should be, like, yeah. the unit. I'm, like, one, I got one, one orca. orca. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what if uh, it's 100% free will is one entire orca? So an orca is always, like, a an amount between zero and one so it's like uh, 0.72 orca status no just parts of the orca <laughs> there's like sections of the orca yes yeah, so i'm like all the baleen and part of the tail yeah just like That's oh, how man, free I'm, I'm feeling man i'm only like dorsal fin right now man i'm like blowhole all the way back yo i'm like full orca hunting a great white <laughs> dog that's empowering man. let's go yeah that one, ah, oh, I had a moment. There we go. I guess I could have spookily announced over that, but I was just feeling it. Yeah, Man, so orca knowledge, you guys. Take it home with yeah. you. Yeah. Yo, you know what's crazy about orcas for some more orca knowledge? Yeah, tell Is me that, that, like, when they get in the area, if there's, like, great whites around, like, great whites literally, like, dive as deep as they can and fucking disappear and, like, run as far away from the area as possible. They're, like, terrified of orcas. Like, orcas... Are, are terrifying creatures, man. And everyone's like, free willy. Dang. Free willy. That's insane that, like, they have that cozy reputation, but, like, they tear stuff up. You know, another example of that is, like, dolphins will yeah, just dude. beat up porpoises. Yeah, dolphins are fucked up, man. Any kind of, like, lower life like that, they uh, get violent with. Yeah, they, they like, found them, like, like them. Yeah, they found them, like, uh, just using, like, porpoise, corpus Corpuses, corpus corpses. <laughs> yes. That's like just toys and like playing with them and like throwing them around, tossing them around, bouncing them off their noses and shit. Dang. So dirty. Yeah, they're ruthless, man. Ruthless. <laughs> Even though they seem friendly, don't listen to them when they try to tell you that uh, they got good stuff going on. They're lying to you. <laughs> They'll bite your pecker off if you have one. Yeah, I mean, like a good dolphin 
will do you good and bring you home. But if it, if you were like had a, like a political issue with it, like these porpoises were just like they thought you were just some like land land monkey, like like these like you're this all stupid land porpoise. Yeah, yeah. You want that dolphin respect. If you don't have that dolphin respect, you're you're hopeless. We don't hear about the people that were killed by dolphins. They just disappeared. Yeah, that's true. No one's like lived to tell the tale of the bad dolphins. All right, what do you think happens in the Bermuda Triangle? Really? Yeah. Really though. <laughs> Dolphins. Dolphins take it over at that point. They're shooting planes out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> like jets of water. Yeah. Oh, man. That's great. That's great. All right. We got kind of a sad story. Um, I guess I just picked it because I remembered some things in the past that had happened similar to this, but way more uh, unbelievable. But a Texas woman. So what happened? She was just driving down uh, the road and some prick is standing on the uh, on an overpass a railroad overpass and decided to drop a rock on her window and killed her which is terrible tragic uh if you ever see any punk ass kids on overpasses make sure to run them over um drive up there and run them over or throw rocks at them not really Don't yeah really new that. thing to worry about is you're going over and uh, going under an overpass yeah it's crazy Jeez. but i this Get was ready a, to dodge yeah this was a couple years ago I remember, I think it was in the same year, I read two different stories about, like, uh, minivans being crushed because cows fell on them out of the sky. No way! Yeah. How did they get in the sky in the first place? They were, like, driving around, like, some kind of uh, mountainy area with a lot of different elevations. So there's, like, higher elevations of, like, grazing area, you know, and then roads that would cut around that. And so a cow just, like, would stumble off the edge and uh, land on a car, coincidentally. So these were cows that were, like, grazing on the edge of a cliff above, like, roadside action? Yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy. If you can kind of picture, like, something like that in your mind. Um, All right. But, yeah. Well, hey, I'm pretty sure we've been broadcasting pretty great on the YouTube and the Facebook and the Twitch, but the Radio Vegas.rocks listeners might just be tuning into us right now, if that's the case. Welcome, this is the Greasy Conversation <laughs> broadcast. Hey there, we're doing our crazy talk show time at Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Today we're talking about crazy things on the news and our reactions to them and what we think you should do about them. We're giving you fun science tips and education to sound cool and smart in front of the water cooler. Doing super good over here people checking in on us that's super nice we're also here for the watch party of the vegas nights and i realized that when you put a wi-fi password in with the caps lock button down it's much less predictable so we're learning and growing here today that's why we're popping on the station right now and thanks so much and you can tune in to what you missed at waz.lol that's also where you can end up on the greasy conversation site and look at our merch we've got cool t-shirts we've got pillows We've got mugs. We've got uh, capri pants. If your lady needs a, a fine pair of capri pants, we've got those in our merch store. They're vetted. I'm wearing one of the shirts right now, and I'm, I'm showing the wrong thing on the <laughs> screen for you to see what it looks like. But look at look at that fella. It says crazy conversation. So anyway, Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning, delicious on situation on location. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We can play a uh, guess where this happened. You can play along at home. Guess where Folks. this happened. All right. So a 
woman at a Domino's pizza is accused of pulling a gun on the employees after they forgot her chicken wings with her order. Are we also going to pretend, I mean, play, guess who this woman's job was or what this... Oh, I don't know if I have that information, actually. Wasn't it an off-duty police officer? Um, I'm not sure. Actually, I don't think so. Maybe. That would explain the gun. <laughs> but uh, they did find her eventually. Yeah, yeah. Actually, probably just confusing another story. Sorry for the false news. Could be. But I, I don't think she was. There's no confirmation that yeah. <laughs> that's true at all. <laughs> Disqualified. Yeah, disqualified. Where did this happen? It's not the usual suspects, so I'll give you that much. Detroit? Nope. Oh, Detroit's been hip lately. Detroit's blowing up. Shout out to Detroit. Like literally? Yeah, like the city's doing better and stuff. Like a Hollywood movie? Yeah. Also, shout out to, if you've seen that video game, Detroit Becoming Human, about AI and like robots uh, rising up and stuff. Like, watch a Let's Play of that video game. It plays like a movie. It's so good. I'm tempted now. Detroit. This happened in St. Paul. Oh, Minnesota? Minnesota. I'm so close, though. Dang, I'm like a state away, right? What'd you say? I'm super close. Like, Detroit's, yeah, like, right by there. Yeah, yeah. Detroit's, like, you just you can, yeah, super close. Close yeah. enough. I'll allow it. <laughs> like, man, do you think this woman is just, like, addicted to hot wings? Or maybe they weren't even hot wings. Maybe they're garlic parmesan, and that's why. This is the state of depression in our country. <laughs> <laughs> when, like, the wings become that much of a deal. Yeah, right? Oh, man. Man, on that note, though, you get some of this brisket. Jesse Ray's barbecue over here. Holy crap. Yo, hot wings. Brisket mm. fever. Mm. Tater tots, mac and cheese, waffle fries, everything. You know the mac and cheese is good because when it gets cold, it's still amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like totally. I was having like a, a almost a better time with it, chilled off, staying my fork better, climbing in me good with that food climbing in you. Maybe you could uh, break this one down for me. Breakdown time. The copyright royalty board. Oh, oh. So yeah, there's a new thing. This is kind of breaking in an action too of the hold on give me just a second to get over to the, the words about it it'll be easier to talk about it so songwriters are supposed to get more royalties thanks to the gov the u.s copyright royalty board has voted in favor of increasing royalty payouts by 44 percent but the streamers the streaming giants your Spotify's, your uh, YouTube's, they're all uh, appealing the decision. And it's one of those tricky things where, uh, as an artist, as a songwriter and stuff, I want to immediately hop on that. Yeah, more payouts, 44%. But the problem is, we have a society that expects things for free or, or little, or at least an advertising-based free option. Mm -hmm. And as much money as these streaming companies are making, Spotify took forever to even become profitable. And YouTube really functions on a, on a thin line. It's a big deal when they have another adpocalypse and lose advertisers. And it's just, 
difficult to find an income on their end to then cover these royalties but then all that stuff has to be available for them to exist and it kind of uh, we kind of grew up as artists in a climate where we expected to have to sell merch to be yeah. able to yeah and and get and team with sponsors as artists and now the the days of needing a label to make these agreements and stuff are gone you can have individual ties with sponsors like Jesse Ray barbecue Jesse Ray's barbecue and that's really unfortunately what a lot of uh, uh, artists have to do now in this climate or at least team with people that can get those connections together with them which is cool because that makes you know extra job time with the kind of people that can broker things like that but it also means more work that's different than just creating when oh no ideally in a perfect world we end up with uh, places where artists can just create, post stuff, monetize it, and that's where the streaming things are coming closer to making possible. Don't want to throw these away. We've got a couple free USB flash drives to give away. If you do come to Jesse Ray's Barbecue because of this broadcast and come and hit us up on our little table, then this is this wind guard. <laughs> hey, this tone, though. Check it out. Break a break one nine, guys. I'm looking at that. Over. <laughs> I decided I'd grab the cheapest mic because I wanted that lo-fi vibe, but there's mixed. <laughs> it doesn't have the best wind filter compared to the one you're using. <laughs> I don't hear any wind from your mic at all. Okay, I was worried. I was like, is that uh, me? Oh, it was just a gust anyway, man. Things are cozy. So there's one of those things where I want to argue both sides of this, but it's something worth looking into. And I would not advocate just jumping on the the streaming giants are evil and they're trying to rip off artists extra because it honestly is more complicated than that through decades of looking into this i've been reading crap about the music industry at the library since i was in high school and that was an embarrassingly long time ago and the system is is ruined from the beginning of centralized media from the dawn of the radio the system for artists was stacked oh, yeah. against them because uh, we are bred as human beings to have a certain amount of people come out of the womb ready to be the village artist, the village entertainer uh, in different facets. And each village got a certain number of them and we needed them. And now with everyone going to central sources for entertainment, the value of local entertainment is degraded. So we've grown up in a whole and a need for a whole new system because in the village you just fed these people and you just kept them together and we don't have that kind of uh, minimum living situation that you get in the classic village that these artists would grow up in. I'm not saying the artists would be wealthy in the village, but people will take care of their needs and there isn't a system for those kind of roles in society anymore, even though there's people coming out that are bred to do that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a crisis involved around that and the uh, it can't be pinned on the streaming giants being uh, stingy or the artists being greedy. It's neither one. It's a flawed set of expectations and nor do I expect people to just live without music and live without art because they can't afford it because they don't want to pay subscription fees because people just do that. People don't know how much they need what they need spiritually. They just suffer. Yeah, and then for they, sure. And then mass shootings happen. So we've got to have free music or we'll all shoot each other. Yeah, well, and it seems too like it's it's actually kind of an adjustment. And it seems like we were all just being ripped off for a very, very long time by like record companies. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The record companies were grabbing all the metal forever. Yeah. And it's sad because it's with vulnerable artists that like the very things we admire about them that makes them good at making their music are the things that are in the way of them being able to succeed at anything else. 
let alone business and capitalizing on it. Yeah. So just unbelievably unfair expectations put on artists. And then what happens is what rises to the top is uh, we thought we'd get a meritocracy. I dreamt of a time when, okay, everyone could post to Facebook and everyone could post to YouTube. Everyone could post to mp3.com. It was the beginning of my sparkle on the eye. You guys remember, holla if you remember mp3.com. But this, this was like the SoundCloud of its day. And I saw in this the fact that, okay, everyone can get good gear. So we won't have these uh, crappy business people making business music with all the good gear and have all our beautiful um, emotional artists that before emo was like a specific genre. It was like your favorite stuff from every genre. That emo stuff was most of the time lo-fi. But what happened now is we've got the beginnings of a meritocracy where everyone can get the gear and stuff, but you still have dominance on... Uh, the distribution and on the free time and it's just you get these people that are great at making art but it doesn't mean that they're great at putting it in the box wrapping it in a bow making title screens making thumbnails uh, organizing it then keeping up on their social media when they were like tortured introvert souls to begin with yeah we expect them to do all the roles of a media marketer to get their music out there you're not gonna get the best music that way either you're gonna get music that's like vsl's that's what we're seeing is like music that's like chain email music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, and it's like, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to convince someone to like listen to your stuff if they don't know anything about you. Um, like I even for me personally, like I don't know. It's a good like, point. I, I try to like seek out new music, but a lot of times I'm just lazy about it. And like for some reason, I'm in a phase where like I don't like to listen to music all the time like I used to. You know, yeah. I just much prefer like silence. Something is going on in my brain. You're touching on the the dawn of podcasting being around for people that uh, that get companionship in another way, yeah. without just music. And I think that part of the balance of power between podcasts and music for the listener mm-hmm. might adjust slightly if the quality of music available and the the amount that people had to do their own marketing to get good music out there was able to live up to the podcast situation because uh, really funny people um, that do great podcasts often can, they're more likely to be good at the marketing and the social aspects and stuff too that bring that and hype that and connect that especially in the stand-up comedy arena podcasts explode but also I've seen in, in science and history yeah, those yeah. are like the three power podcast genres. I feel not that news isn't there too, but I feel like we touch on that science and stuff too. But yeah, and plus there's like so much music to sift through now that everyone can make music and put it out. On that's whatever. a point too. Yeah. Like everyone just and there's so much to sift through. And if if like I don't hit on something new that catches my my ear right away, I'm like, oh man, I've I've gone through like ten people already and listened to like. A minute of a song and nothing really grabbed me or whatever. Yeah. And it's, you know. But um, the idea of communities forming, I think, is huge in anything. Uh, and this applies to tons of other industri- industries as well. But when musicians form communities, they do what the YouTubers have done with collabs. Uh, people remixing each other, people recommending each other. Yeah, that's what's going to really help everyone grow. And it happens in in small town industries too. Like uh, when I wanted to say like union time, but that's more workers. But y- there can be not labor unions, but the other kind of union. like a like a co-op or something, or, or chambers of commerce like that specialize. Yeah, co-ops is probably like one of the purest versions of that. Yeah, 
But anyway, or, or restaurants that serve the same dish, but in different parts of the city, and they, they organize co-promotion, they, organize, they team up on a television ad, things like that. And I, I feel like we're on the cusp of the everyman, the ordinary person waking up to like the value and good that can be in advertising. I really have stars in my eyes for that portion of marketing. Part of everything that we do is enjoyment of marketing as a sport. It's fun to market a podcast and market a band and then like make content that's worthy of having fun marketing. But there's this uh, dirty part of it that's always felt like a guilty shame and, and that's uh, when doing it ourselves and that's advertising when we've bought our own advertising. And it's always... Uh, on the mind when advertisers are involved if this brings an artist or a content creator ever closer to that dangerous label of selling out but the thing is uh there was a, a man shout out if you remember who this quotes by but someone once said like hell yeah i shout out i sell out i sell out every seat in the arena and that's <laughs> the thing it, it's turtles all the way down as far as things paying for other things and when advertisers can be involved in the artist is genuinely uh, down with them, then it's great. And then there's nothing wrong with spending a couple bucks on advertising yourself and priming the pump, putting a little water through the pump so the pump pumps more water. And I doubt that we're like the best, most successful examples of that, but we're creating content and we're happy. And it doesn't feel like a sacrifice to enjoy delicious Jesse Ray's barbecue <laughs> in exchange for talking to them about it and having right. this awesome place to do this at. Or uh, another. Uh Another angle on like the sellout thing, because that's always, yeah. When we were like younger, that was a big thing. You're like, yeah. oh, it's their third album, whatever. They totally sold out, man, whatever. <laughs> and it's like, or when you hear an, an artist, you like, in a commercial, and you're like, oh, they sold out. They're on a, you know, they're advertising for Honda or whatever. Yeah. And it's like bullshit, man. That's what they've been working for to like get get fucking paid for doing their music. Like that's not. Yeah, like this person yeah. got so much money to wear those shoes. Well, damn, it's the that's the shoes though. Those are the good ones. Yeah, that's the thing. They didn't get paid a whole bunch to wear crap shoes, and they like them. They probably had a couple different, especially when it's someone. That, okay, this person could have chose this mattress or this mattress or this mattress, and they went with this one. That means something. They chose this shoe brand. These shoe brands fought for this person, and that's when it comes back around to being like a, a real ecosystem and real taste-making and real culture building. And it's not just building culture for sake of building culture. It's building culture for sake of building community. Yeah, I like that. Because there's much more heart and community than there is just building a thing. Yeah, something that everyone's just like, oh, yeah. On that note, holla a comment at us. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Our live comments on the screen aren't um oh you know what i was gonna say they aren't working but i think i just uh, have them covered up anyway there's something weird with them but anyway that's a thing you can always look at the comments on any of the individual streams i know youtube's got that super chat thing we can do the super chat on youtube and actually like toss a couple ducks toss a couple ducks our way toss a couple bucks our way <laughs> we use right. it to buy more barbecue yeah buy all the barbecue the time where we podcasted remotely all right where should we go from here i say we go one quick place and that's mentioning that we have some other awesome sponsors yeah that uh uh it's, it's much easier when we have the recordy ones i think i might have i was like i'm gonna memorize all the sponsor plugs today uh we got zip fizz zip fizz is such a good which you re if you haven't you really need to, to fizz your zip um no, it's like a healthy, 
um, energy drink. You know, it comes in a little vial. You just mix it in a bottle of water, shake it up, uh, drink it, get yourself some nice B12s. Uh, it's really clean. It's not like not so edgy as a, a energy drink with like 300 milligrams of caffeine or any of that. Um, no, nah, it's got a happy amount of caffeine. You get that B vitamin situation going on. Yeah. You just drink a little of the top of your water bottle, toss the stuff in. I like the light colored flavors, like the citrus, the yellow ones. Yeah. Some people like the darker colored flavors. Yeah, they're delicious, though. Save, saved my life a couple times this week, in fact. Yeah. It's a little wake-up fella. Then we got, uh, oh, yeah, Spunk Lube. Yeah, that's the thing that you can use to uh, kind of go in between things when stuff's getting special between you and Very the person smoothly. you care the most about. Yeah. And also it resembles something that men tend to make anyway when they're happy. <laughs> so it can inspire what you're doing with it. Yeah. It's exactly what you think, and it's good at what it does. It's non-staining, non-toxic. It's very comfortable. Super cozy. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, you can use it outdoors on your patio furniture and just <laughs> spray it down, and you'll be good to go. Yeah, it's non-staining. Yeah. You could, you could get, like, a slip and slide and then just, like, coat the thing with the stuff, and you'll, <laughs> you'll slide into the next state. That's oh, how man. slick it is, man. Oh, man. At least the next street. But All you'll right, you'll adore every inch of that slide. <laughs> it's going to be such a good slide. It's not where it's just like slides and you just feel nothing. And you're like, man, I feel like I barely slid. No. Oh. You're going to feel like you got a good slide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's thick. It. We talked about a good handful of folks so far. Yeah, yeah. We did it. All right. So let's... Yeah, let's go down here. All right. So DARPA is building a $10 million open source secure voting system, which may sound kind of like counterintuitive uh, if it's going to be like open source. But the one of the big arguments is, well, because we had like a... Uh, God damn it, what's that? What's that hacking thing that happens here? That... Wait. What's that like hacking event that happens oh, here? Oh, oh, DEFCON. DEFCON, yeah. DEFCON, the, the hacking I event. Brain, yeah, 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 yeah. a brain fart. So like last election, or was it like at recent, after the last major election? Yeah, the most recent DEFCON is when what you're talking about happened. Yeah, so they basically demonstrated like how easy it was to hack our voting machines. And it's really easy. Was it like a 12-year-old kid did it? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's like just... I actually remember a nine-year-old. Nine-year-old, okay. So it's like... But that it, might just be it, PewDiePie's fans. It's apparently, it's apparently just ridiculously easy to, uh, you know, hack U.S.'s voting. It is. It's machines. almost as easy as subscribing to PewDiePie, by the way, which you should do. <laughs> Unsubscribe from T-Series and subscribe to PewDiePie, even though it's too late. He's just great. He's Swedish. Anyway. But, yeah, our voting machines are crazy easy to hack. Diebold. Diebold is the culprit company. They're, they're mm. known for making these, you know, when you go to the bank or you go to the drive through drugstore mm. and that drawer comes out of the wall? And you put the stuff in the drawer, and your card in there, and the drawer opens, and you get your oh, and they take it, yeah, yeah, yeah. your hot dog or your bank statement or whatever. Mm -hmm. The drawer closes. It's that stupid company. It just makes metal boxes that go in and out, but they're like can survive baseball bats. Hmm. <laughs> so and they they decided to make voting machines. Yeah, and they decide to make voting machines like the like so, so computer conglomerate time. And Man. 
the voting machines they're just like it's like a printer and a computer screen and did you see the voting machines that had this super bad user interface where the the names would be right by the check boxes and you wouldn't know which check bo- checkbox went to the name very easily you had to like, like rework like it out each time the check boxes were in the middle yeah and then the names alternated on the side and and they like alternated levels and it was really confusing like it, it looked really, really weird. It was like figuring out a puzzle. Yeah. Confirming each person you voted for. And I could should, not believe that was the way. That it that should not be. be. It should not be that hard to vote. Like, why not just list them? Yes. And there's a checkbox, and like that's man. You're like, not going to run out of screens. Why make it harder? Either. Yeah, just leave a little bit more space in between the things you're voting for. Yeah. It's, it's basic user interface design. The yeah. company that is being contracted to build voting machines could be that bad at, at UI design in this day and age. Or it could be like somewhat like purposeful. That's another suspicious thing. Is like, why would this UI be this bad if it didn't allow us to put certain people in certain spots where they're easy to be checkboxed accidentally? Yeah, it's like, oh, the people who designed this like have never voted before. <laughs> and they're really bad at imagining what the best way to list people would be. Yeah. Um, so we got that. But anyway, so the idea of like an open source one is to let people um, work it out and just keep you know finding out all of its vulnerabilities until we can make it as secure as possible. Um, so hopefully, I don't you know that's not going to happen uh, anytime soon. I doubt. But at least to have some awareness that the voting machine situation is like never got figured out in a properly, securely, safe way. Yeah, and there were some like sketchy things with our votes last time, and there. Were, uh, um, even the midterm elections that were held, there was some like election fraud, which we didn't really get into because there's just so much political news that it's, you know, insane to keep up with these days. Yeah, it really bothers me that we became so into a free market economy and free uh, businesses doing everything rather than having um, government intervention of some amount that we let these private businesses do our voting machines. It got that corporate. It's like, that's that's our government is corporations. Our, our economy is our government. It's like when the church controlled the government. Yeah. Except of, instead of the church, it's all of your commerce and all of your business and all, everything that's economical runs the government instead of, instead of having at least some amount of control by the people. There's no by the people unless you're one of the, the by the peoples that run one of these corporations. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> literally like studies have been done that show like public opinion doesn't influence policy at all like it's so negligent or negligible that now, uh, i know it does on some social issues and it can't be that thorough but boy is it it's dark. it's pretty it's pretty negligible overall <laughs> like unless there's a massive outcry and like you know tens of millions of people are protesting it's you know yeah, or you form they, a band like care. rage against the machine and like bomb a conference or something yeah there's been nothing like that since there's been no. like no Tom Morello. Yeah. Where's our Tom Morello of today? I wonder if it's just like, if uh, if it's just so, too depressing, like even like this generation's Tom Morello <laughs> is just like too depressed. He's like, man, nothing the, matters, man. They own everything. That comes to an even bigger crisis. Is why have we uh, let things be set up in a way where everyone can be this depressed when no one's nev- never have, has it, more people been safe? Never has more people had clean water. We've never had more uh, diseases cured. Uh, we've got so many diseases cured that people are just opting out of getting vaccinated from them. They're like, even for their kids, like, <laughs> hey, no, it's worth the risk of the kid getting ris- rickets. We've got too many things yeah. that, who I haven't seen anyone get polio, so it's I read, baloney. I read a blog one time. Yeah. 
So like we're really in that state where like we've got it too good that we're now we're depressed about these lack of connections and lack of like uh, I dare say spiritual uh, support for one. Even if it's just living up to your own hopes and dreams and being able to water that. That's the real American dream is that sense of freedom, that sense of being able to choose what you spend a certain amount of your time doing, choose what you get your life headed towards. Doesn't yeah. mean you just get to be there right away, but you get to choose where at least where you're aiming things. So that kind of ties in to this this story, which we might as well dive in. It's been pretty uh, big news lately. Um, a couple actresses were indicted, but a total of 50 people were indicted. Was it yesterday or the day before? Can't remember. It had to be the day before. Whatever this week. Um, Basically, there was a, a large-scale fraud going on relating to college entries. Uh, some of it related to making large donations to fixed kids like SAT scores. Um, or kind of, they call it the side door entry. And they would make these uh, rich people's kids look more appealing to colleges by, like, fluffing up their applications. Um, making it look like they were in sports. Uh fluffing their their numbers their butternutters up and uh so that's been a pretty big scandal but it kind of goes on uh welcome we got we got our man i don't want to derail what you're saying no okay. no go for it so a pin on the college scandal situation and i just want to put a label on that as one of the things that lisa's getting like cleaned up and if we didn't it's, it's it's easy to be like sad about all the stuff that's corrupt that we we're talking about but at least we're not like breathing in lead and, and swimming through water that tastes like oil in our rivers and at least la doesn't have like air advisories anywhere near like the the red don't go outside stuff that i dealt with as a kid in the 80s yeah <laughs> so, but but i also kind of feel like that's a trick that's kind of made us more complacent and yeah just able i feel to put like that's it we're like oh at least everything's not on fire yeah so health is okay so we don't care about our minds anymore yeah, and that right. could just be taken over but anyway we've got kevin killfeather here howdy what up? so good to have you we're here at jesse ray's barbecue remote time feel welcome to dig into our, our pile uh, there that's a little excellent it's a little cold but dude uh, it's so good that way i'm hey, just like whatever. that though i'm yeah. a cold eater and also, we've got some remote holler-ins. Thanks so much for shouting at us. Limited edition Koba and Blazing Luna. I remember you folks from Devin Dust's broadcast, which I'm going to be doing music behind tonight at 11 p.m. We're having the special new Meadows sessions, which we got to drag you on sometime. Yes. Kevin, what we're doing is this guy plays Minecraft and some other games sometimes, too. And beautiful music happens behind him. And Joe Nate and I are doing... Uh, some of that music if not all of it tonight with this special every two weeks broadcast and then he regularly has Joe Nate as his music director making all kinds of original music behind him as he does this stream regularly but this is the special edition community hella super broadcast live produced magic music it sounds show. delicious yeah mm. and the plan is to have <laughs> guest musicians like yourself nice. pop up in there Sweet man. totally out reaching out reaching out reaching out outreaching so anyway we had also some question about whether we think space travel via black holes might be a possibility for the future i'm just gonna say yes i'm just gonna leave that at a yes yeah we're just gonna pop in there say why not because uh kevin you missed my proposition for a spaceship i think it's gonna be the most successful first spaceship that we do is by instead of uh, time travel yeah 
the time travel spaceship, same thing. You can travel through time, travel through space, same time. Right. At the same time. So <laughs> we, we need to stop worrying about making the ship hold people and like travel. We need to stop worrying about the propulsion system yeah. and just make it like a really strong shell that people won't get blown up inside and then just like try to blow it up so hard that it's shoved into another dimension. Well, and the perpetual energy. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, <laughs> motherfuckers got to breathe up there, you know? Well, yeah, well, it's yeah. going to need some kind of... Well, you just got good energy. Just like, <laughs> you don't need eternal flame. You just need very, very long flame. Absolutely. So uh, you get you get a lot of energy in there for people to use their microwaves and stuff, and you just make it not blow up. And it's just it's the same way we discovered the, the Higgs field in the Large right. Hadron Collider. We just blew stuff up in there, smashed stuff into other stuff. It's the same way we first split the atom. It was explosion time, and that's maybe this what we got to do is explode people so good <laughs> right. and have them live through it yes, that they absolutely. just get blown into another dimension and back. But before we can get to that, we need to clean up the whole psychological situation where everyone's all depressed, even though they're more healthy than they've ever been. They're not like spiritually healthy, they're not psychologically healthy, having the kind of like uh, freedom and ability to to not live under like a tyrant work situation where it's like. Our governments might not be uh, a dictatorship, but our jobs are half the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that'll do it to you. I feel like I feel like that's one of the big things that's doing it to everyone. That's like stuck in the grind is you're just, you know, but whatever, whatever. I think it has a lot to do with desensitivity, too, man. You know, yeah, everyone's just kind of like, you know, take a I forget what comedian said it. I think it was. um Nick something or other, but uh, Nick Swartzen, and he's like, oh, you know, people say Transformers sucked, but take that shit back to 1952, and they'd be like, oh my god, the world is on fire. That's such a huge point that goes with what we were saying just before you came in too, though, that like a lot of things that we could be excited about, how they're going really well, the problems that are solved, are are just they're really too low of a standard. It doesn't mean we've really made everyone content at all. Or we've just been like so overstimulated by like every goddamn thing that Absolutely. now that yeah. like anytime something like really exciting happens we just can't even get excited about it you know you're just <laughs> like oh yeah that's cool alright but you know shit happens I don't know I honestly would have no problem eating all of the rest of that without <laughs> heating it up at all <laughs> it's seasoned now it's, it's well like seasoned the, yeah. the flavors have sunk in oh it, no, like, no okay it's weathered I'll <laughs> heat it up with my insides right they'll Absolutely. heat it up just fine right <laughs> All right, so let's dive into this guy. So, as everyone I'm sure knows, the the 2020 election campaigns have already kicked off early 2019. Have you guys got your Yang bucks yet? Oh, there's there's bucks. Thank you. (laughs) I've heard a little bit about the Yang situation, and I just got excited just because. uh, don't hate if you don't understand, but I'm really into universal basic income. Yeah, so... Uh, and if, but you think it's, if you think it's baloney, just look up the details. I'm, I'm not right. talking about it anymore, but... Yeah, so... Um, no, I, I am on, I'm yeah, on, I'm on board basic, with you. Yeah, universal basic income. If you're an artist or a content creator, like, it's, it's so crucial because it's the, the bed that's going to keep everyone off heroin. <laughs> <laughs> and creating the be- most beautiful music so we don't have just a... Uh, all, only the musicians that are the best marketers that are going to make the best uh, VSL chain email music. Well, see, I think that it can't just, you know, it has to go along with something like education. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, yeah a, min- a minimum wage for a universal minimum wage, right? But then that has to come with, like, P 
people's interest in wanting to get educated. So if we're talking about then free healthcare and free schooling and all mm-hmm. that stuff, it's got to be uh, sought after to want to, you know, know the knowledge instead of, um, you know, people think that right now it would be taken advantage of. And I think it would on, a, on, a, on somewhat of a scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the actual numbers for unemployment and stuff like that and people in welfare, it's not huge. It's well, not a huge percentage. Well, here's so, the problem with that is that education, as far as we understand it, as far as we go about education, only teaches certain groups of skills to certain types of ways of learning. Right. So, like, for me, for example, like, I can't go to college the way college works, the way you sit right. in a class and stuff, I'm not able to do that. I'm not able to like sit for an hour and deal with one person instructing me. Right. I have to go hunt down info and try things hands-on or I fall asleep. And rather than like take money for take medicine for narcolepsy when I'm not really narcoleptic <laughs> right. or stimulants to focus on something when really I want uh, I'd, I'd be suicidal if I did that long enough. And so like that's not an option and that, that would leave people like me in the dust and that's some of the most creative people and some of the people that need universal income the best. But if you kind of redefine that, say you involve that, that pitch and that education for all the people that are never going to understand that they're not the only type of person that a way a person can function. Yeah. That's not the only way people come out the womb. Um, well, that's this is also that way. this is also the beauty of the internet because yeah. then people could just say people like you, oh, I can't, can I can't learn a different exactly. way. Exactly, you can yeah. learn, you know, on your own time. Or like, uh, if there's something that. Because if it's just universal and there's no pressure to do anything with it and some people just coast on it, then also uh, that costs less than those same coasting people coasting on all the emergency care and stuff that they need trying to coast in the street. Coast. But we do need (laughs) social services. We need social workers to take people like that and make sure that that money goes to their rent and puts food before they even get to touch the money. Right. Yeah, totally. That's, That's a level of control that's almost more fierce than the making people your uh, own learn personal stuff. investment bank but and shit. yeah <laughs> and <laughs> that's the kind of social services that that i think could kind of bridge the gap there and make that work even for people that it otherwise wouldn't work for and it'd be cheaper than the welfare things that they're currently dealing with yeah and it's you know his idea is like a thousand dollars a month and that's not i don't know if that's like enough to like not work you know what I mean? I mean, some yeah. people can do it. But it's like, enough to survive, but not enough to incentivize laziness. Yeah, exactly. And some people who weren't going to work, like, aren't going to work anyway, with or without it. Yeah, you know? and at least those people are off the street where they cost more on the street in emergency services. Yeah, but it could be a benefit for, you know, just, like, freeing up a little bit so, like, someone doesn't have to, like, work two jobs they hate. They can work one job they hate yeah. and then, like, spend all that extra time doing something they love and that could be with their kids great for people creating yeah. something there's less pressure on all the art to have to be monetized yeah we can all have more art to enjoy that yeah but i don't know i mean just a, another candidate he's uh you know self-made rich guy um but uh he's going to be taking part in the first debates as well because yeah i guess you have to have like sixty-five thousand individual donations um, and he made the cut, so that's that's kind of cool. I would like to see him. Cause he sounds like a smart dude. I've listened to him talk for uh, a short amount of time, not as not enough to be like super knowledgeable about his positions and platform. But uh, he is in for some cool stuff. So you know, we'll see. Got to start gearing up for the uh, political mind warfare for the next two years, man. <laughs> that's going to be great. Like it just. Uh, Oh man, yeah, no. this brisket. <laughs> this brisket is so good. All right. 
it's fortunate that people can see you actually enjoying this brisket. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh. right. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Waz, I'm going to need your help with this one. You got it. Put the brisket down. <laughs> tell, me about, tell me about this special Rolex that you found. <laughs> well, Is that just it? It's just like. Okay, I did. I, I found a fun rabbit hole. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I really turns it. things around. If you thought things were too serious and not funny enough, get ready. <laughs> so. Oh, man, I hate mouth noises on the speaker, on the microphone, but I had to beverage it real quick. Okay. There's a Domino's Rolex. There's a bunch of Domino's Rolexes. Did you know this? No. Domino's the pizza company? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, I, I have to give full credit that I heard about this on Your Mom's House podcast. But then I went looking into it. And, <laughs> okay, the, so for since the 80s, Domino's has... Uh, incentivized their what do you call it when you franchise franchisees to uh, get to certain sales figures so that say you're the the young family oh, wow. entrepreneur Look person that. yeah Look at that air king right there <laughs> let me show you all so you get your franchise to that situation where you're like the the noble business owner under the corporate situation. That's, Do that's Domino's golden jacket, dude. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they, Domino's throws you down this Rolex. And now this is the newer one here. Now they've taken it off the dial and put this like low key oh, wow. silver Domino's deal on the band. Damn. <laughs> that's kind of pimping though. I'm going to eBay that shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Y'all want this Domino's Rolex? Other food companies have done it soon, since, but like Domino's. Just since the 80s? What, what I heard is that the real ones to get are like the Arby's ones. If you get <laughs> Arby's has got a Rolex? Yeah. Damn, son. Well, not only is it like, you know, it's there's way less of those. There's right. less Arby's. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, that to get the Arby's <laughs> Rolex, there's got to be less of those floating around. Your numbers, your sales numbers better be fucking jacked. Right. <laughs> They'll be slinging them beef and cheddars. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, there's like a, a whole different layer on the sampler of things that I totally forgot about. We got Kevin here. Dr. Sample. <laughs> From 98. We got the 1998 sampler here. Today. Yeah. We did it. Dang. So now we're already close to the tail end of the broadcast. We've got to be making sure we're looking at the thickies. Yeah, so this is kind of interesting. Um, some archaeologists found evidence for the... Got <laughs> <laughs> some go nights go yeah, at us. <laughs> the uh, earliest large-scale celebrations in Britain at Stonehenge. Uh, and they found evidence of people traveling with animals from all over, hundreds of miles away for just giant... Uh, prehistoric parties i guess yeah it's basically like the og burning man <laughs> oh wow Where yeah, you, you right. have to bring your own you have to That's be self proto burning man right there yeah no it really was there's evidence that these people would take uh something like a large pig that there was way too heavy for them to carry or even have like a cart or something right. that they would carry so they had to walk with it um miles and miles and miles to this stonehenge festival you know dragging their coolers 
<laughs> just yetiing it. Tense. That, yeah. was, that was the Rolling Stones' first concert and shit. <laughs> so they got their name. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, they were the unrolling stones, but <laughs> right. that didn't really roll off the tongue. So they had to you know, make the word more circular, more spherical. Yeah, I don't know. That seems uh, it's kind of cool. I guess that's like one more clue into like what Stonehenge is, I guess. It's party town, man. I mean, hey, yeah. all the more reason to go and check it out, you know, bring a bring a couple Bring a couple libations. BYOB. <laughs> BYOB Henge. Meet, meet, some, uh, meet some druids. Right. You know, get them, get some druid blessings. Is that what they do? Do they do blessings? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All right. What, uh, back, to, uh, back to Facebook real quick, because some people are uh, chief product officer... Now I'm just going to talk over the stingers. Don't mind me. No, that one's for that. That's the one you... Oh, that is? It bleeds it in. Um, this one's better. This is the short one I've been neglecting. Yeah. But I guess you might have to break me in on this one, Walks. I don't know. Um, Chief Product Officer and WhatsApp Vice President are leaving. Well, the, the takeaway on this is nothing specific about this fellow, but just that this is the most recent of several upper upper deckers on Facebook taken off. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> the sun set so abruptly. Yeah, I was like, where'd it go? It was, it was just in my eyes, and now it's like... Yeah. Or was it that truck back? Oh, was it just the truck it back? It was the up? truck. Yeah. God damn. Damn. And, okay, so if you remember from last week, Facebook uh, had Zuckerberg uh, announce a new focus on privacy, almost hauntingly. Yeah, yeah. As if, like, something finally applied to him enough that he cared more. It's like... It, there was such an appearance of caring a lot about privacy for a while on Facebook with all these privacy options, all this stuff that pop up at you about privacy, but it was so granular and such a pain in the butt. Whereas um, now it, it didn't let you really delete certain things. I'm a little fake, a little fuzzy on the specifics of the new um, goals, but one of the main things is end-to-end -end encryption. And one of the most controversial things is all three messenger services, WhatsApp, uh, Facebook Messenger, and the messenger built into Instagram all becoming one unified messenger, which honestly be way more convenient for me. I kind of like the idea, but it brings up anti-competitive concerns. And I'm like, they're already owned by the same company. Right. Why are you There's no about competition. It? Yeah. 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 How is that anti-competitive? Like, oh, you're really giving them a lot of choice between the same thing. Well, I mean, think about Apple. It's, yeah. all, it's like, oh, I don't want my iPhone connected to my computer. Why not? Yeah, like they just, they just get over it. They hook you know together. I mean? They like, like it. They like it. They like exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so a great comparison. And so the, like I'm on that side with that part, but also the end-to-end -end encryption is great. But then people might argue, okay, well, who can deal with the database on it? What government can snoof on it? Snoof on it. <laughs> on one of those ends. Uh, all of them. That's the thing is they all have back doors, man. You know, yeah. it's just like they, it's just like any smartphone. People don't realize it's like, oh, they're going to fucking, they're, they're going to take our uh, privacy away. But it's like well, they already have. Don't do private stuff on that. Right. One. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, do take the time to just get a VPN, private internet access, holla is like $3 a month. Right. Uh, and, True. and yeah, and then use an app that you know is secure, or at least not on the radar if you're going to be doing sneaky stuff, and or just wanting the privacy of stuff that's not sneaky. And that's why not be an open book for sure. Yeah, I mean, the some might argue that if you're not up to anything, why not have it out there? But you, why have all of it out there to begin with? 
Like that, so right. there's, there's value to privacy even among people that aren't criminals. And then people like Zuckerberg, let's say that Zuckerberg's not a criminal. It's still caught up to him <laughs> that the privacy is valuable. So he's really into it and I'm really excited about it. And on the surface, I feel like it's all stuff I can get behind, but it's also spooky when we uh, have all these major people leave and then we have the greatest outage of a social media platform in history earlier this week. So it's just stormy weather, and I don't know who to uh, look sideways at for sure. <laughs> how, how long was the outage if it was like the greatest one? It couldn't have been that long. Like uh, a day. Hours, right. It was like 12 hours or something. It had to be. Was well, it that long? We can look at a map, you guys, of the outage, Ooh, actually. Yeah. Maps. Actually, got a... I want to pretend like I prepared a map, but no, they just put a link here to a map of the outage. But you can follow... Along on the map, and how oh, did you see it? Great Facebook outage oh. 2019. Teamwork. I know, right? So you're probably not going to see uh, much going on on it now. But uh, is the, the service down? Yeah. Psh. Okay, so that was beautifully. Oh no, it's still got issues on the East Coast and all over Europe. Wow. If we come in on Las Vegas, it's it was spotty like yesterday. Yeah, that's. It's that seriously like... not running happy all the way yet, and they they know it. So hopefully you get to see the stream. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was just the internet. I thought it was just like the internet connection. I was like, I oh, know. there's nothing. For you. All right, cool, whatever. That's I won't look I at it for too. a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, you go back on. Oh, it's not working again. All right, I'll just go jerk off and fall asleep. <laughs> and you know, which how can you do that without the internet? You're right. a monster. I am for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can never manage that anymore. Yeah, it's wild. It's gotta gotta do it. Do it to all my all my sex tapes that I put out there because I don't care about privacy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So they're out his there, own man. website. You just got to find them. I don't know. I don't remember where I left them. I just <laughs> unpublished links. Yeah, <laughs> just just sprinkle them around. You know. I'm making a bot for this. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a picture of your nipples, and I'm going to use the, the nipple matching nipple algorithm. Bot. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys haven't heard Twitch has a nipple detecting algorithm? Oh, yeah. Wow. So if you live stream on Twitch and a nipple pops out, male or female, you can get banned from that shit. Ooh. See it. The what computer it, made to see nipples. Free the nipple, man. What about what about a picture? What about a picture of a nipple? Can it? Uh, can it? Absolutely, it? Yeah. for sure. It's not okay. Oh man! I what? think someone I know got flagged no for nipples. like a like a really realistic oil painting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's no AI for the oil painting situation. Or just like a, a wild pepperoni, just like laying around. <laughs> right. Just like oh oh no. I guarantee there's been pepperoni mistakes. Right. A fucking Domino's Rolex and shit. They're like, nope. <laughs> it's just associated with pepperoni. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going too deep here. We got this set a little strong. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey. That's kind of a topic changing one. I didn't mean to do that. I just forgot what that one was. Bad nipple bot. <laughs> all right. I kind of, we didn't really dive all the way into this. And I, I know Kevin will have some uh, good insight. The, uh, the college entrance scam, which I don't know if you heard about, where I have not. Yeah, so that's true. There's more about that. Yo, they indicted Aunt Becky from Full House. Okay, so I've I've been seeing something about that, but yeah, yeah. So they indicted like 50 people, and there was this huge scam um, of like administrators working at these colleges who would uh, either like fluff kids' SATs number numbers. They would send them to like a special private uh, testing facility and have the te the SATs administered there right. or they would uh, make it seem like the kids had been playing sports their whole high school career even if their like school they went to didn't even have sports mm. and they did all kinds of crazy shit but they, they ran it through like a charity organization 
And these parents would end up donating like half a million to, you know, two and a half million dollars, whatever, if not, um, you know, whatever else. But yeah, it was a huge scam. It's gone on for a long time, probably. And like, it's not new because we, you know, there's always been the the really rich people who like donate a new building to a college, you know, and then it's like their kid magically gets into school with like out having to do any tests. Um, so that's, I don't know, it's kind of pissing a lot of students off because it's, it's like legit taking spots away from kids who like really wanted to go to college when it's just these like rich kids or rich parents kids who don't even really care. You know? Well, not to mention all those other cats you're talking about are paying off student loans, so they're, yeah, they're right? extra pissed. You yeah. Know? Worse yet, the people that hire the fake college people right. and then think, man, I'm sick of college hiring these college graduates. I'll just hire these people who didn't even go to college. Right. <laughs> and your, your degree is worthless. Yeah, and it just kind of like is a, is a reflection of the entire uh, system we live in that like, you know, we're told it's a meritocracy and that's kind of been a theme of this this episode but it's really not you know and it's really apparent to a lot of people but we still get keep being told that you know through your whole life it's like you know just work really hard just work really hard to go to college and you'll you'll make it and it's like nope just some uh, some rich parents are going to take your spot you know? well i'm lucky that i learned that young i mean i've always had people trying to pressure me and not so much pressure but just like try to sway me into going to school and and then i'm like yeah but everyone literally everyone i know who went to school is out of a job <laughs> and they're paying off student loans yeah, and they're yeah. broke and it's like i'm 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 not i don't have any debt you know what i mean i have a job i'm fucking working and paying bills every day you know what i mean it's like there's no time to go to school there's no incentive because at the end of the day when they say "Eh, yeah okay this guy's got a degree but so does 400 other people ahead of him you know yeah yeah and especially when people are trying to specialize in kind of the same kind of uh, just skate by to where you could get something good. No one's trying to excel in something. You know, jack of all trades, master of none. People want to just scatterbrain their education into everything when it's like, yeah, but the world doesn't need any more graphic designers. You know what I mean? Yeah. The world doesn't really need any more um, basketball players. You oh, know what man. I mean? Like, you touch on something <laughs> tragic there, too. Let's say graphic designers specifically, because the tools are in everyone's hand, right. you have this wave of, of businesses that think they can just handle that. So all the, the levels that your local graphic designer should be handling, businesses are just saying, I'll just and, do it And not to mention, like, I'm not saying that you can't do that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, try to reach out and learn as much as you can and try to, you know, but, but like, I we mean, need graphic doctors. Designers, we that's need, a great you know, thing like, to get online education in. Right. You don't need to go to a building to learn graphic design. Right. There's tons. You can go uh, to YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> and and a lot of the best graphic design has been hired, uh, done by people that were hired, right. uh, that didn't go to school for it. And it's a shame for people I know that went to school for it and are very good for it, and they learned higher levels of what you can do and the kind of standards a printer expects. Right. But unfortunately, you can also learn that from calling the printer and asking them about what. And then, excuse me. Then they send you a template and they tell you how to import the template. And then you just kind of these things pile up. So like I said, the internet is changing anything. Get everything. Yeah. Go to the internet, go to YouTube and watch any video about graphic design. You could learn literally everything. Uh, movie making, music making. I mean, all of it, all of the arts has kind of been taken care of, you know what I mean? Because we're this interconnectivity is growing so rapidly that yeah. now it's easy when I do something, you can see it. When you do something, yeah. I can see it right away. It's right there. It's and right you, in front of my face. And you get the work based on a portfolio. Then. Absolutely. Right. Then you have not the people that have had 
the most college for the people that have done it the most. Right. You have the biggest portfolio. The man you hours. Show, yeah, and, and you show pictures, examples. Okay, this has gone to print. I know how to deal with a publisher. I know how to deal with a with a print shop. I know how to give them to the, the right setup so that you don't have to pay the setup fee with them. Right. That's the kind of stuff you prove with a portfolio. And that would be great to see in more businesses that like the portfolio could be the new resume. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. In art fields. So the world needs more graphic designers, but we need businesses to realize that. <laughs> right. but, but we don't need more graphic design schools. True. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's a lot of uh, colleges that are doing a lot of, like, online college courses. Not, like, traditional online college courses, but, like, specialized, like, narrow study. You know, if you want to learn. Career-oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's all online, like MIT does some, Stanford does some. I've uh, used MIT's kinds. App Builder. My very beginning of ever making an app uh, was with MIT's App Builder. And it's free, you can just use it and make apps with it. It's like childlike puzzle pieces that hook together and then an app happens. It's amazing. Um, some other, but the, the funny thing is, and you can look up the, the court filings, and most of the time, like, why would people want to look up court filings? <laughs> but uh, it turns out these ones are really funny because it contains a lot of the emails between the parents. All of this college scam stuff. Yeah, and this guy, right? And uh, a lot of them basically admit, like, that they know their kids are lazy and don't really want to go to college, but they want them to go to college anyway, or they think their kids are stupid and not going to make it through college. And it's just hilarious, like, how many of these parents, like, know that their kids are just like, eh. Hey, blame the system. Because yeah, right. if the system wasn't that way, they wouldn't be able to cheat it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, totally. For sure. And it's like, there's always going to be incentives for, for people who want to cheat to cheat. Um, and there's always going to be ways to, like, Because yeah, I'm sure those schools system. had no problem taking those uh, donations. You know for what sure. I mean? Like, this we need a new wing. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is we've grown up with those examples of getting a new wing, but we think, okay, how many wings can a college have? <laughs> right. But it turns out it goes way deeper than that, way smaller scale that it's just rampant. So, like, for example, this first example, a teenage girl who did not play soccer magically became a star soccer recruit at Yale and just for $1.2 million. And that's the, that's a big price amount, but for just $50,000, a high school boy eager to enroll at University of Southern California was falsely deemed to have a learning disability so he could take a standardized test with a complicit proctor who would make sure he got the right score. Yeah, that, that was, was only like, 50 grand. Wow. That was one That's of the like, most, like shadiest things. His man. parents, dude, his parents didn't pay that much on the on the, the older brother's Acura. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was no yeah, big yeah, deal yeah. to get him into dude, that his college. His 2006 Acura. Yeah, <laughs> ain't no thing. 50,000. Uh, two, 200,000. Was this the one of the uh, photograph of another person in a boat this submitted as the student with no expertise rowing? Won a spot the USC crew rowing team uh, after making a oh that's a terrible photo of someone else rowing twenty thousand two hundred thousand dollars boom you're a rower dude I mean like rowing is fucking hard <laughs> dude like that is not just like something you just like yeah I'm on the I'm on I row crew now yeah row crew I do it and like nah no you don't you don't you're gonna get your ass beat what's gonna happen there was a there was one this dude. Or one of the parents was like, they were trying to figure out to get a way to like get it, make his kid look more uh, appealing, and so like they were like, yeah, let's make him a, let's make him a football star. But his like school didn't really have a football program, so like yeah, we'll just uh, we'll make him a kicker or something. Maybe he could be a kicker on the the college football team, and they like photoshopped his head on just some other like college foot or like high school football player. 
His knees aren't strong enough. Doctor, give him some fake knees. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> right? Just like so much ridiculous shit uh, went down that it was uh, pretty crazy. But I think it's really just going to be like the tip of the iceberg because this is just like 50 people. And the dude who was kind of like the, the ringleader of this whole thing said he did like 760 people last year. Oh, man. And it's only March this year, and there were like 50 people indicted. So it's probably like yeah. close to, you know, seven, 800 people every year for however long they've been doing it. I've been saying like since we first broadcast anything that there's an education bubble. And when's the education bubble going to pop? Just right. like the housing bubble in 08. Yeah, because the debt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it it could that be the next sad. one. That was just that, that was just a bummer <laughs> right there. Yeah, <laughs> I had to use that button. No, for sure, man. You're right, though. It's got to happen, you know. But I think that that's the main thing that we have to, you know, when people argue on, on anything, on you know, law reform, tax reform, the government, anything, it goes back all into education. People have to be educated for the government and democracy to kind of work right. Yeah, they because do. if you have, so true. you know, like Frank Zappa said, man, one man's education has to equal another man's education if we want their vote to mean the same thing. Because oh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, but that, but that's kind of just the tip of the iceberg. In that, it's it became not cool to be educated anymore. It, it can't, you know. I don't know. I don't know if it really did. I don't know. I couldn't tell the the point in history or in, in recent time when it actually changed. But I mean, we just. I think our schools got too militarized. You know that that perspective of you have to do this, you have to be here, fall in line. You know what I mean? And then you had people like me who were like, uh, "This isn't my thing." I you can't. know what's weird though? Have you noticed though that we didn't have a resurgence of where it's uncool to be smart? Right. So there was a, a deal that our parents had to deal with where the nerds were all just ostracized and it wasn't cool to be smart. Uh, and then we were raised with that and how wrong that was. And it was cool to be smart for us, but it didn't mean it was cool to go to school. Right. It Absolutely. still became uh, just as equally cool to rebel. Well, against and our the teachers told us, oh, yeah, we have to teach you this. You're never going to use this ever in your life they but would you, tell us things like why that. would you tell me that <laughs> so now it's like it's cool to be youtube smart it's cool right, to know how to sure. to know how to do stuff and entrepreneurially have smart you to know? have the kind right. of clever conversations that you get from the greasy conversation podcast right. but it's not cool to like get them from a school <laughs> <laughs> but and but then you go i mean then you talk about why is that well the teachers aren't getting paid enough the teachers don't give a shit if your kid sleeps if he yeah. fucking does drugs or if he's learning they don't care and no one you know can I mean? teach at the speed people learn now. right that's a huge thing i know it's way worse for the current generation because they just haul butt at learning everything more than we can even get but then for I know for me, like the stupid group reading, mm. the teachers would just lean on reading as a group over and over again. And I'd get like two paragraphs ahead and right. lose my place. And I'd I'm look done. Like the, I'm done with the book. I'd look like <laughs> the dummy that can't keep up with everyone's reading when right. I just like I can't stay awake when everyone's reading so slow. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, it's just like we shouldn't be forced to uh, live with the lowest denominator and trying to learn stuff and. Anyway, I'm getting on another thing I'm upset about. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, get off my lawn. Yeah. Fucking lowest common denominator. I don't even remember what that is because my teacher told me I wouldn't ever need to use it. But they were wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Oops, too soon. <laughs> too soon. So, I don't hey, know. Hey, dude, LTD edition Coba. Free the nip. That's yeah. right. Free that nipple, son. Hey, shout out to Zippy's app. Free the pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> Nipple, nipple bot's going to get you. 
All this talk about bots, though, I gotta because I've I've seen this pop up recently. Um, sex robots. Will they be the downfall of civilization? I don't think so. No. I've had this conversation many times with many a woman. Because I wanted to see a woman's perspective on yeah, it. Like, yeah. what, you know, like, are you cool with that? And I think that it would be a good thing for society. Because the people who just want to lay around and fuck all day, they're, they're going to get their robot. They're going to do it. You sit yeah. at home, do that shit. Now you're, not on the, now you're not on the streets. Now you're not abusing people. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, sex robot, okay. Now, at what point does AI become so intelligent that now it starts to feel and now it's a living kind of thing to where you're abusing it? You know what I mean? So we have to treat these things like you would, say, a vibrator or you would uh, a pocket vagina. You know, yeah, like, Wash it. Well, uh, absolutely. Don't, don't this isn't a cognitive up. being. <laughs> this is a thing that is just there for your pleasure. Yeah. We, robots, sure, but we don't want it to have AI. You know oh, no, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, uh, for sure. I would, yeah, that would be kind of gnarly. This. Yeah, this is just—it's one of those things where you give someone a safe way to get out a deviant thing, and they get it out in that safe way. You—you you give people fireworks, and so they don't go uh, playing with machine guns. That's the thing. Right. Is I'd go straight to Machine Gun Town <laughs> if I didn't have fireworks available. I know what a pyro I am. Well, yeah, so, there's the book by Hunter S. Thompson called Screwjack, where uh, he meets this crazy drunkard and he goes over to the guy's house and he hears what he thinks is a woman in the closet and she's like ow help me don't and he's like what are you doing to this woman and turns out it's just a doll that the guy likes to beat <laughs> because it's like it's a it's a sex doll designed for the dude to take out his aggression on it wow. because he he knew he had a problem and he didn't want to keep getting in trouble for doing it to real people you know what I mean Handled. So, that's crazy so as weird as that story may be, <laughs> still, it's, uh, it's, it's a good concept. Beautiful. It's a good concept. Like, you know what? We give people the freedom to kind of explore these things in their homes, and then they don't have to go out and do shit like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, And it's been shown that it doesn't just lead to obsessive escalation as much as some argue either. Right. If it can truly satisfy, then what's to escalate? Now, some things can't be satisfied, but then there's an underlying issue of this person's depressed because some other need isn't fulfilled. That's why none of these things should happen without talk therapy, because, like, none of anything should happen without that. I'm not saying that everyone should get a shrink, but I kind of am. Like, at some point, there's no friend. shame in that. Just get a fucking friend. That's a start. And that's the thing is, like, uh, it's, it's underrated and undermentioned and... Uh, sometimes your mind isn't going to tell you to do it, to tell you to get social or get caught up with someone to get someone else, uh, someone else's opinion on what's going on in your life. But we're social animals. It's been proven uh, through so many studies and things that we don't interpret reality properly without some form of community, without some people to run things by. Right. I've had that conversation with some friends about the color blue. You know what I mean? My, is my blue your blue? Is it just one shade? Is it every shade? You know, well, we what gotta I mean? compare like, notes so we don't even exactly. know what's blue that's going what I mean. on. Like we go, okay, yeah, that's blue. All right, cool, yeah, yeah that's blue for sure. But so that's like, big. Whatever brings that social level to you, uh, some kind of checking in with some kind of uh, cult or community, whether it's online and messages or whether it's like physical touch, whatever you require to to get some reality check. Yeah, connection, man. Connection on, is essential to yeah. our to the human psyche. I mean, I've had to learn it myself Underrated. in older age. Like, 
not too long ago whereas i sit in there like fuck i'm really pissed or really sad and then you go and like talk to someone like a yeah. friend you just go you just smoke or hang out or what you know go play some music and then all of a sudden it's changed and then your perspective on it's like oh wow okay i was being irrational before <laughs> yeah, I, should right. chill. I, should, <laughs> I should learn to chill out oh man every day of my life right. and i'm kind of i'm i want to push the idea of like a yearly mental health checkup like a yearly physical like that's the thing, man. It's With like, an actual pro? It, it's the way you fucking say it. Because you say, oh, man, a yearly mental, mental thing. People flip their shit. Oh, no, how could you make us do that? But no, a yearly physical to make sure you're yeah. healthy? Yeah. Well, when you your talk- body, mind, and spirit? Like, yeah. you got to make sure you're fucking healthy, man. When you talk to a real mental health professional, even if they're just a counselor, which, you know, in this country, you pretty much get to see counselors until you make a big sting to actually see a real psychiatrist. Because they're just like uh, really difficult to get a lot of insurances to take you there. But whatever fit you have to pitch to talk to an actual mental health professional, they'll tell you something. Sometimes within a couple sentences of saying something, they'll say like a two-word phrase, like "oh, like oh, that's projection" or "that's confirmation bias," and you might not have even heard that phrase before and just know what it means right away. And in that moment, from two words from them, you're you like, get a oh, piece. You're right. Yeah, you get something that none of your friends told you. Because <laughs> yeah, what if yeah, all yeah. your friends are yes men, or what are your, what if all your friends right. are haters? Yeah. You're not and so like to have a yearly checkup like we do with the doctor. Just like your friends are gonna be like, oh, it's no thing. It's no cancer. It's just a mole. Right. Yeah, they're, they're not a doctor, so hey get man, that thing looked at. Can you feel my balls real quick? Because I think <laughs> I got something going in there. Is that a lot? <laughs> you need to. You need to. There's see like another. There's like an extra ball now. Yeah. There's like a new ball. I just I grew a new ball. Is that okay? One, <laughs> one, two, three. Okay, we're good. Don't you one and a half? Okay. What's this fresh one? Why is it stuck to the other one? Do you guys just randomly grow balls? Is that yeah. right? I'm up to like five now. <laughs> They're molting, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Plus, like we're really bad at telling if we're crazy. Yeah, for sure. You know. Like you need you need some outside perspective, and sometimes your friends aren't. No, they're tell you they're that. in the same. Well, because you associate with, you with crazy ass people. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. yeah. You're gonna pe- pick the same people that picked you this whole time. So, yeah. hey man, is this crazy? As he's wiping mayo all over his head, like, <laughs> uh, wrong person to ask. That's dude. crazy. That's a that's a that example. I've, I've had mayo he every had day. Lice. <laughs> you don't rub mayo on your head. That's I'm embarrassed now. Gets gets rid of lice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we don't have lice. <laughs> all right. So, of course, it must be because we right. did that. <laughs> yeah, handing handing down life lessons here on the Greasy Conversation <laughs> podcast. I wish there was something that told me if I've used the stinger yet already. <laughs> I want to say that I used this one. Your memory could. Behold, it's that time. This is the one I like to say things dramatically over. Oh man, we've got the last seriously five minutes. Did you have like a main thing? Or hey, while he's double checking the news, give me any plugs you got, Kevin. Plugs. What do you got to plug? Tonight at the dive bar. Tonight at the dive bar. It's going to oh, be me and a bikini. Um, I don't know what order that's going to go in, but or if one is going to be on the other. I don't know. It's it's up in the air. But I uh, know. Yeah, tonight at the dive, uh, just playing with William and Daniel, just the solo project, and uh, we're just. The, the show has gone crazy. I think Stereoglass and the social set are going to be there. Other bands, I think, dropped off or went on to other shows or something. But, uh, yeah, going to be there soon. So we're going to fucking have a good time over there, drink some 16-year-old scotch, and um, nice. see where the night goes. Uh, shout out to Decaying Tigers also has a performance going on tonight. If you can't yes, get there, out. check out the Aftermath Decaying Tigers. Check them out, too. Yeah, if you dig some uh, chip tune goodness and there's one more i'm performing tonight too but you don't have to go to a location if you tune in to devin dust's stream and it's linked on my facebook profile but you can just search for dev i'm sorry 
Yeah, D-E-V-I-N-D-U-S-T. One word, Devin Dust on YouTube is the best place to catch the stream, although it's freshly on Twitch, too. It should be rebroadcasting on the greasy Twitch. I don't know if I had a glitch with that last time. It should just, I, I don't know, I swear I got it right in the settings. Anyway, so uh, Devin Dust, look it up on YouTube. That's the sure way, and I'm going to be playing music behind this whole Minecraft stream. I'm going to be dropping breaks and... Punching trees. Looping bass. Punching, punching bass, <laughs> looping trees. Looping trees and punching yeah. bass. That's right. They have like horses. And, can you like steal horses in that game or something? Or can you punch horses? Is that I a have thing? No idea. Well, that's yeah. how you steal them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta punch them and then steal steal yeah. them and their wallets. I mean, things don't always do what you say without punching. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Terrible. We're all going to hell now. Thanks. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, shoot. Any, so any last words? I don't know. There's just this last bit about something on the Internet. But Tim Berners-Lee, the creator of the Internet, yeah. um, speaks out against uh, government sponsored hacking. Thing is, I mean, uh, I want to play devil's advocate on this one really hard because I feel like I'm not, don't take me as a nationalist for saying this, but I kind of want America to be good at hacking because I think yeah. the other nations <laughs> are going to hack us so well, good. Well, what if do you we're expect? Not. That's what I mean. Like when we've built this, yeah. The, when we've built this, uh, the most powerful military, yeah. Absolutely. But more money has gone into our military than the next ten uh, militaries combined. So yeah, we should be up on that cyber tip too, or it's hopeless. But here's the other thing: there's a there's a huge double-edged sword on this, where the our government had this hack for Windows that they kept a secret. And that hack was used to undermine tons of American corporations and lost Americans uh, billions of dollars in their economy due to other nations hacking us using a leaked tool that our government didn't tell Microsoft was a thing. And it wasn't until this happened that Microsoft was able to know about it and patch it. So that's the kind of gross thing. Like, if we're going to be a leader of hacking, we need to be a leader of security <laughs> too. Yeah, it's the uh, user, it's, not the drug, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, internet, we have such a powerful thing right here at the tip of our fingers, in our pockets every day. We could learn everything. You know how many conversations I've been in where people are arguing, no, this is it. No, that's it. This yeah. is truth. That's truth. You pull out a phone, you're like, no, you both are wrong. This is fucking facts right here. Yeah, yeah. Right. and you, you think you like, can get nations to agree not to hack that and right. not just have an uprising of It's a moral thing, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a moral education at that point, where it's yeah. like we have such a powerful tool that you're right, there's that double-edged sword of like, yeah, you want our government to be able to excel in in what is the future of terrorism yeah you know what i mean you want and, them, they want them to have some guns too in that situation and right it's it's a protection situation but when they we turn it around on you and i and say where's that money son it's like oh come on man. <laughs> hack into your bank account right but yeah that's the thing is when you have something state sponsored at least you can count on state regulation it's kind of like the idea of like oh we just decriminalize drugs but we don't legalize them well you do that uh and you say okay the so the drugs uh, we don't punish people for for them, but you we don't allow them to get any uh, mechanism. The exact same thing happens with this state-sponsored hacking. So if all of the hacking is going on anyway, and there's no governments doing any hacking, then you've got no 
like something that's supposed to be what the government is, the, the people. If right. the government's really the people, then it's the people having a hand in the hacking biz and seeing uh, what can be done to protect the people. The problem is we, we think of the government as being against us. And then, yeah, we don't want them to have that power. But if it's us having that power and organizing it, it's, a, it's forming a government. And it Governments, takes us to be responsible for that. Yeah, it takes us to be on top of it and us to be involved. And you mm, know what I mean? Yeah, otherwise, like, we think we can go to anarchy and not have a government, but then we just form a government. So it's like, we might as well form a government. Right. And if there's a government already there, if we can do something with it, that's Well, that's, that's, that's the, the ideas dream. of democracy, man, is that yeah. it's we the people. You know what I mean? But I think that people just, they uh, they leave it up to, you know, the the politicians to make the decisions. You know what I mean? Don't so we touch can't, it. Exactly. Right. They're like, ah, you know what? I'll just, I'll, I'll fill my census every year and I'll send it in and they'll do the rest of the work. It's like, uh. that's not democracy. That's leaving it into the hands of people you've appointed yeah. you know what i mean or lack thereof so on that thought we've got to let radio vegas.rocks move on to the next chunk of program hack the planet <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this has been the greasy conversation show go to woz.lol or just greasyconversation.com and support our sponsors by mentioning radiovegas.rocks and you can get things like 10% off at Naked City Pizza and uh, remember Jesse Ray's Barbecue I'm going to eat all of this except the hot links because it's a little uh, Tommy gets a little bit of indigestion when it's a little too hot but that's what this guy's been all over he's hot link junkie (laughs) alright see you guys Delayed applause. I know. I thought that was going from in there. I was like, "Holy shit!" Those people love the night. What's funny is someone bleeding through the mic heard that coming from in there, and then I added the fake one. Uh, and I'm like, "Whoa! It's escalating." It's funny.